If you type the word ghost into Google, you will get over 824 million hits. The proliferation of TV shows, Netflix series and movies about the spirits of the dead, novels too. They are a testimony to just how popular this stuff has become. Shows like Bewitched, Crossing Over, Haunted and Medium just testify to its popularity. But question, who are the spirits and does the Bible give us the answers? Stay tuned as we explore this subject. audience waits, the excitement in the room builds. A man makes his way onto the stage and the show begins. After a number of questions, he zeroes in on a woman in the audience. I have a male that is older than you who has passed. Yes, replies the woman, my husband. Okay, why is Niagara Falls significant? The woman, nearly in tears now, says, we were just there. You were just there? He asks. Yes, my daughter and I, she replies. With a step forward and pointing to the ground, he continues, did you find a feather there? Yes, she replies, and she starts to cry. And then he adds, you told your daughter that that was from daddy, didn't you? Yes, she says, with amazement written all over her face. This is a validation that he was there for you. The woman thanks him with tears, and the man's name is John Edward. His job, connecting people to dead loved ones who, in death, he says, have crossed over to the other side. This kind of thing is, as we learned yesterday from Lyle, it's called spiritualism and it's everywhere. And you know what? Psychics and mediums, they claim to be able to communicate with the dead. But the Bible says very differently, as Lyle showed us in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 5 and 6. It says, For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. Also their love, their hatred, and their envy have now perished. The very basis of spiritualism is at war with the plainest statements of Scripture. The dead know nothing. They cannot make contact with the living because their thoughts perish. And Justin's going to unpack this further for us tomorrow. But it begs the question, if the Bible is right and the dead are really dead, well then who are the spirits of the dead that people like John Edward communicate with? To find the answer, we go back to the very beginning of time. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 in the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible tells us that God formed and filled this world in six literal days. He spoke, let there be light, and there was light. The light came on. Everything he made was good, very good. Until Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, and something changes. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? One day an intruder slithered into the paradise that God had made. To whom did this questioning voice belong? The Bible tells us. Revelation chapter 12 verse 9 says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. The voice that spoke to Eve through the medium of a serpent belonged to none other than the arch-villain of God himself, Satan. The Bible says that Satan is a deception specialist. He excels in the art of mixing truth and error so that it looks true. Where did he come from? Did God make the devil as well? It's interesting. In Luke chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Once upon a time, Satan was in heaven. 
And Ezekiel 28 adds more light on this. Thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. By the way, the I here is talking about the creator. I established you. You are on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. The Bible says that Satan was once an angel of light. And like all angels, he was made by God and he was perfect in beauty, flawless, a highly exalted, mighty, angelic leader in heaven. Verse 13 even indicates to us that he must have been an outstanding musician. As an anointed cherub, the anointed cherub, he had stood next to the throne of God. That is in the very light of God's presence. But what ruined him was when iniquity was found inside of him. And what was that iniquity? The Bible tells us, Isaiah 14, verses 12 to 14, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Lucifer, it's another name for Satan, meaning morning star, once upon a long time ago developed a problem, eye trouble, pride. He started to think that the whole universe should revolve around him. You see, God made Lucifer, and when he did, he made him as an intelligent being, and he gave him the power of choice. You know why? Because the Bible tells us that God is love. And love does that. It lets you say yes and no. In order for love to be love, it must begin with you and it has to end with somebody else. If it ends with you, well, that's not love, it's selfishness. But Satan actually started to think that he should be worshipped. That's incredible. The pandemic of sin, it started within the heart of Satan. He started believing that his beauty had started with himself and he became jealous of God because of all the angels of heaven and all the created worlds. They worshipped and adored him, the God of heaven. The creature actually started assuming that he could be the creator. And the Bible says in John 1 verse 3, speaking of Jesus, that all things were made through him, that is Jesus. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Jesus is the creator. And so ultimately, Satan hated Jesus. Satan's all-consuming passion and ambition became Christ's dethronement and his enthronement. It's wild, isn't it? He started telling the other angels, Jesus doesn't have a right to rule the universe that he has made. And Ezekiel 28 verse 16 adds another clue. It says, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and sinned. So through gossiping lies to angels about what God was really like, Satan sowed seeds of rebellion in heaven. And this is exactly why Jesus said in John 8 verse 44, he was a murderer from the beginning. Jesus is talking about Satan. And he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Well, what was the result of Satan's lies and rebellion? This is incredible. Revelation 12, 7 and 8. And war broke out in heaven. 
Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. There was war in heaven. It makes all other wars sound so small. And as a result of this cosmic conflict of epic proportions, Revelation 12:4 says his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. Now, we know as we read the Bible that in Job 38, 7, the stars are actually symbolic of angels when we read this here in Revelation chapter 12. Not only that, but in Isaiah 9, 15, the Bible says, the prophet who teaches lies, he is the tale. So wrap your minds around this. One third of the angels of heaven bought into Lucifer's lies about God. One third of heaven's intelligent angelic beings chose of their own free will and volition to join Satan in an all-out assault on the God of heaven and his government. I mean, this is the real Star Wars. And Revelation 12, 9 says, So the great dragon was cast out. He was cast to the earth and his angels cast out with him. So why didn't God just destroy Satan then and there in heaven? Because you think about it the rest of the angels in heaven would have been tempted to think that Satan's lies about God were actually true, that God maybe is a dictator, and they would have served him, yes, but from fear and not from love. And so when Satan and his angels were expelled from heaven, he and his forces, they fixed their focused attention on this freshly created planet. God had warned Adam and Eve in Genesis 2 verse 17. He said, Of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. But one day, as Eve walked nearby that forbidden tree, she was close enough to hear the voice of that serpent of old inviting her to eat that tree's forbidden fruit. And she remembered what God had said. And she told that serpent why she couldn't touch it. But the serpent didn't stop. Verse 4 says in chapter 3 of Genesis, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He lied to her. Satan lied to her. He told her that God hadn't been honest with her, that God was keeping back something from her and she bought it. God had given the dominion of this world to Adam and Eve. But when they believed Satan's words over and above the words of their maker, they accepted his rulership and his authority over them. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned, the rulership of this world has been hijacked. The idea that the dead don't die, a.k.a. spiritualism, it was Satan's first lie to humanity invented specifically to deceive and destroy us. And this is exactly why Revelation 12.12 12 says this, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Who are the spirits? If our eyes could be opened, we would see that they are the forces of Satan and his fallen angels working to deceive this world. They delight in death, destruction, darkness and evil, everything that Halloween celebrates. They love deceiving people into thinking that they do not exist. I mean, Satan even loves it when people think that he, is just, he just wears leotards and carries a pitchfork. 
Because listen to this, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen says, For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. If Satan can transform himself into an angel of light, then don't you think he and his angels, they don't just have to appear as spooky ghosts. They can actually appear, and they do appear and impersonate the dead as well. Know this, Satan doesn't care about you. This is exactly why God warns us to have nothing to do with the spirits. In Leviticus 19.31, the Bible says, Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. I am the Lord your God. But the thrilling good news of this book here, the Bible, is that there is a God in heaven who does love you. And speaking of the same God who prevailed in the war in heaven and won, John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life hanging on the cross the lies of satan were exposed and the true character of god was seen by the universe by the way if spiritualism was true and souls never died then jesus wouldn't have really died on the cross and we would already have eternal life in fact, if it was true, we wouldn't need Jesus at all. Spiritualism attacks the cross of Christ directly. But we need Jesus. You see, when Jesus died on that cross, he took upon himself the penalty of sin deserved by all of us, by the whole world. He died the death that we deserved and he threw open the gates of heaven. If you believe in Jesus and his love for you, he will give you a life that never ends in a world where nothing ever dies. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus is worthy of worship. He is worthy because he made us and he has died to redeem us with his own blood. As we close, I want to share with you a true story. There was a missionary family in Africa and the little girl of this family accidentally took poison and died just days later. Her family, as you can imagine, were devastated. They buried her. They came home from the funeral service and after they got home, the mom just went up to her daughter's room. She just wanted to be alone and grieve in her little daughter's bedroom some more. And as she was grieving, she looked out the window and she saw to her shock her little girl walking towards the house. Now, she knew that her daughter was dead. She had buried her just hours before. And even though that door was locked, the front door was locked, she heard footsteps that sounded just like her little girl's climbing the staircase of her house. She heard the door to the bedroom open and then she felt her daughter's little arms clasp around her neck and she even heard her daughter's voice say, I'm okay, mom. Don't worry about me. This mother longed to turn and hold in her arms her little girl, but she knew the truth about death. She remembered what the Bible says, and so she said quietly, You are not my daughter. In the name of Jesus, leave. And instantly, the being behind her vanished. You know, at our weakest and most vulnerable times in life, Satan moves in with his lies. Satan and his angels are so cruel. They don't love you and I at all. But if you ever face this kind of deception, Remember that there is always deliverance for us when we call on the name of Jesus.
reincarnation, channeling, communication with spirits, spirit worship, and the undying soul. These are the inventions of demons. And God's appeal to us is have nothing to do with them. This great controversy, this great battle that's been raging between Christ and Satan, it's raging right now. Yes, Satan and his angels, they are a formidable and dangerous foe, but they are outnumbered by God's loyal angels two to one. Through his life, death, and resurrection, Jesus has made certain that Satan and all the fallen spirits will one day be completely destroyed. In a battle between light and darkness, light will always win, and Satan and his angels, they know it. I've read the back of this book, the Bible, and in the end, Christ will triumph gloriously. The question you need to consider right now is, does Jesus have your heart? Have you given your life to him? You can do that right now because he really does love you. The Bible tells me so. I'm so glad that you could join us for tonight's presentation. And there's so much more to be discovered in this series. So please stay with us. Next week, my friend Kathy is going to be sharing her personal story with us. You do not want to miss it. It's an incredible story. I also want to invite you to uh, accept tonight's free offer. We have one with each presentation. And tonight, I just want to give a plug for this incredible series. It's called the Try Jesus Series. And if you'd like to dig deeper into the subject matter that we explored together tonight, Uh, They have a whole lesson in this study. It's called, Where Did Evil Come From? And uh, if you do want to take us up on this offer, we will also send you this free copy of a book called Spirits of the Dead by Joe Cruz. So the number to text in if you would like to obtain your free copies of these free offers tonight is 703. And then just text that number to the phone number you see on the screen. May God bless you. And we look forward to having you back with us tomorrow. Mum had a, a long-term clairvoyant friend, Rose, um, and uh, Rose was a little old lady who um, packed an absolute punch when it came to being very uh, straightforward with things, uh, often uh, not the kind of thing that you really want when you've got things underneath the surface that you really don't want to pull out, I suppose. Um, so uh, when I met Rose for the first time, she went through and she said to me that, um, have you finished drinking and doing all your drugs because the angels have been waiting for you to do the job you're supposed to do. And I pretty much, um, I was in a period of, of my life where I wanted things to change. Um, I didn't know how, so uh, I, I moved to Melbourne and, uh, and started doing clair, clairvoyancy, um, doing readings. Um, and I was very good at it. However, um, what I didn't know is that they weren't, well, they were angels, but they just weren't the right angels. They were, um, they were fallen angels.